it's Joey Casada. You're listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loudcast. If you want to hear two idiots with Boston accents talk about Kiss, you've definitely come to the right place. What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout Out Loudcast. We're up to episode 151. Kiss Thanksgiving 3, Macy's Day Parade. What's this one on? And by the time everybody hears this, we hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving with uh, your friends, families, loved ones, whoever you celebrated. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you guys had a lot of turkey and Mountain Dew or some other kind of fountain soda. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. I hope the turkey was cooked very nicely. You had a good mix of the white meat and the dark meat. And then after you had the pumpkin pie and the cookies. And when people were putting the cookies in their mouth, you didn't raise your voice and say, put that cookie down. That's not how to celebrate the holiday with family. So enjoy and let's get back to the episode. I fucking love Arnold. <laughs> Why the fuck are you yelling at me? Stop shouting. I'm not deaf. Somebody asked us to do the entire episode like this. <laughs> I'll do Ace and you do Arnold the whole episode. That'll work, right? Okay, let's um, talk about Under the Rose. Not a good <laughs> song. Next track, please. <laughs> You got to be talking about the Blackwells. You got to be talking about the Odyssey. That fucking song blows. They cut out all my shit. That's why Doc Light's fucking half terrible. I'll get a vegetable pizza. I like my pizza with broccoli on it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Tom, we had a big, big, big episode. Album review time, music from the elder, and boy, did we get feedback. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were expecting uh, feedback, and we, we certainly got it. We got a lot lot of stuff there on our poll and on the episode itself, all over social media. So we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time on this one with, with the feedback, and uh, then we will get to uh, our, our Thanksgiving extravaganza. So our poll, uh, as always, when we do an album review, is best song. Four options on Twitter, The Oath, Dark Light, I, and World Without Heroes. And it came down to The Oath and I were neck and neck for a while. Um, and we got a shit ton of votes on this. And The Oath edged out I uh, with 33%. I was at 31. Dark Light at 19. World Without Heroes at 17. And uh, we'll get to a couple comments here. King Kusano, I really, really like Under the Rose. I'm sorry but it gives me a little flower stem in my pants. (laughs) It's such a great song. Also, I agree with Zeus on his high ranking. I might have had it higher, but either way, great fucking episode, boys. Okay. 
you might want to start tallying the amount of people that agree with your ranking and think you need to be institutionalized for your ranking because there's a lot of that here. Oh, yeah. Joel Hoffman. Oh, God. He was on a friggin' rant. The whole empowering from songs by guys that wear face paint in silly outfits. Isn't it stupid? If you can't be empowered by your friends, family, and circumstances in your life, you need more than silly guys in face paint singing to you. Maybe I'm just grumpy today. Maybe, Joel. Maybe. Uh, Sean DeHaan, based on the live version, which is always in my mind's eye and ear, the oath. Other than that, escape from the island. Even though the version on the album is only about half of the tune, it rips. Bruce Fody, Dark Light for Me is the best song on there. The solo is top notch. I don't know if you ever heard the demos for Don't Run, but the final lyrics are way better. Yeah, I've heard about that with the demo of Don't Run. Yep. Swede in New York. I went with Dark Light. Winning formula equals ace where someone else writes the lyrics. That's a good point. Uh, Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, The Oath, live on Fridays is what shows me that it is the superior song. World Without Heroes is good, too. It just seems to be generic and forced as well as weak. Good message, though. Carl Mastenbrook. Love the episode. The Elder is one of my favorites because it's so far from what we had before. It's great, maybe, but it is good for what it is. And Gene was great with his voice. Another fantastic episode. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Thank you, Carl. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, Graham Richley. Oh, he had lots to say on Twitter and Facebook. Dark Light is Dark Light years ahead. Ray Farrow, Dark Light from that group, but Only You is not only the best song on the album, but a top 10 to 15 Gene song. Woo! Great mood, awesome vocal, and I love the Just a Boy reprise in there. Perfect song until Paul slides in with the, in Tom's voice, I can't believe this is true. Oh, terrible. That's how you ruin a good song. Only You is a pretty good song. James Six Star, oh my God, Dark Light is the best. Is this poll rigged? Just kidding. Uh-oh, our friend, I love it louder. I can't stand I. It's the only song on the album I really don't like. I don't mind fanfare. I like the rest. Songs out of context are good and just not that bad. Just not good kiss songs. Ooh. Lee Bruton, all songs are cool, but I'm in the oath camp for this vote. Uh, a lot of people picking Dark Light because of that A solo, which is which is awesome. Uh, a lot of people loving I for the it's funny. A lot of people love I for the lyrics. A lot of people hate I because of the lyrics. Oh, and our elder lover, Sonny Pooney, none of the above. Yuck. Oh, boy. Scott Zeppelin, his vote was whichever song is the shortest. <laughs> there you go. Um, I Well, I don't know what his Twitter handle is like a like a. An, an abbreviation, but it's Revolver Benji. Dark Light is a better song than some of the others, but I didn't vote for it. I know Ace is an easy target, but I just can't take the atonal vocal ramblings of a whiskey-soaked prune seriously. Oh, Jesus. Whiskey-soaked prune. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> is he fucking talking about me? <laughs> Uh, John Gross, World Without Heroes, for me, it's very different and risky, and I like Gene when he sings. Wow, okay. Um, Pocket Rocket Ride, in my opinion, I is the strongest track easily. Uh-oh, our buddy Tony. I've said it before. I is a severely overrated song. I agree. All three of the other choices are better, in my opinion. John Rostano, better known as Mr. Antonio 2005. Honorable mention to only you. The beginning guitar riff is killer, followed by some great lyrics. 
Alessandro Rook. I don't understand the hate for World Without Hero. I always like this album, and I listen to it in its entirety once a month. Ugh, why? I'm sorry about that, Alessandro. Paul, I went with I, but Dark Light might have one of Ace's best studio solos. It's up there with Strange Ways for me. Yes, that solo is off the charts. Vincent, don't call me Roman Maroney. I love all these songs, but I is the best of them and could have been a hit for them on any other album. So that's some poll comments. Let's get into uh, some quick uh, Twitter episode comments on what people think of this album. Jim Riley, the cool and crazy thing about being a Kiss fan is that Zeus can put this album ranked eighth. Good for him. He must have been one of the six people that bought it. No, I bought it too, Jim. It's just not ranked eighth. Um, Swede in New York. Once again, careful, Zeus. You might have alienated most of your Finnish listeners with that comment of Hanoi rocks at the very end of the episode. Why? Are they from Finland? Or I thought they I didn't know that. Oh, well, sorry. It's not Nitro or some other shitty band. What are you talking about? I saw Hanoi rocks on the first 17 Monsters of Rock cruises. They were fantastic with their 18th drummer and fourth bassist. <laughs> fucking great. It's just like the comment we make the sun. He's like, what are you talking about that? Yeah, I have their fourth album. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, a good friend, Heavy Mayo, being an astute music critic at 70 years old. I remember getting this from Ann and Hope and oh. saying what <laughs> Ann and Hope this is a good one. And I said, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Fast forward a month later on Christmas, my sister gets me journey escape and I didn't look back. This podcast resurrected my love for Kiss and the Elder. Oh, Heavy Mayo, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. He is awesome, but he well, likes a lot of pussy music. Well, that's why him and Murph get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. <laughs> pussy music. <laughs> they like pillow hugging music. It's yeah, okay. But we love like, them. But we love them both. We love Mur- we. Lo- everybody knows how much. We don't Murph. have to not like them because they like pussy music. Well, no, I like Journey. There's yeah, nothing wrong with Journey. Journey. I know, but when we're all rocking out, like there's no need to be pulling out fucking. Lover boy journey. Well, there's also need. There's and, also no need to be pulling out bad English either. But we tolerate yeah. that. Yeah, that's there's one guy that pulls that shit out and be like, why? It's a fucking great album. It's well, great it's album. not as good. The second album had a lot of deep. I'm like, dude, what? The, the stop. Fuck? The stop second it. album. Stop it. Stop you it. Move, you moved on past the first. <laughs> Uh, we got here, Sean Geek in his Fast Fret podcast. Couldn't agree more with Tom on the oath. Yeah, Paul tends to blow on this album. <laughs> well, well, we we heard from our good friend Ozzy Jeff. Oh, geez. yeah, he was chasing people sucking cock. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, he says, but now I will say, Paul shines on the solos he does on this album. The bluesy feel that he pulls off is top notch. Yeah, he, he does a couple of good solos. Ken in Satan's service. I love this episode. I love this album. I was nine when it came out and I didn't know any better. To me, it was just Kiss. It's too bad the Palsetto ruined the oath, one of their heaviest songs. I remember the solid gold performance with Andy Gibb as the host. Yes, a couple people corrected us. Andy Gibb was hosting that episode of Solid Gold. Corrected yes. you. I didn't know the fuck they were on Solid Gold then. Our buddy Murph, Tommy's impression of fanfare sounds like Peter Griffin trying to do an impression. <laughs> And then our buddy Steve. Oh, God. Steve has been waiting for the Elder Review. It is his number one Kiss album. Wow. Yeah, I'm all sticky from reading his stuff. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You might need to be. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of going a on. shower. Yikes. Todd Herrig. You know that it's a good album, just not a good Kiss album hits home for me. I've never hated the record like Sonny Pooney, but fall far from Zeus and ranking it higher than Ace's solo record. 
Yeah, a lot of people thought that. Do you notice that? People didn't yell that much about, oh, you had it that high. It's that they have to have it because it's over ace. Correct. What the fuck is that possible? See that? To, see, see, to me, I didn't care about that. I care that you had it higher than Asylum. <laughs> I didn't care about you having it higher than ace. Speaking of that, our sausage, oh, our sausage finger friend is texting us in the middle of this episode. That's which one? That we have a lot. We have a lot of sausage finger friends. So which one is this? I only brought that up because he had the picture that he put up on Twitter with the middle finger on the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, he writes to us. I'd rather hear the song. I over rip it out. Could be the worst music ever. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, fuck that. I've heard rip it out a million times. I like the song. I do. I really do. Yeah. But I'd rather hear I. It's me. Okay, that's cool. Oh. Hey, uh, Retro Zest, they, uh, they got a cool music podcast, too. He posted a picture of himself in front of the Elder Door. That was pretty wild. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Sonny Pooney up, giving the middle finger to the Elder Door. We said we know that's not you because those aren't sausage fingers. Uncle Pauly, Mount Rushmore episode for me, not because of the Elder, but how these motherfuckers <laughs> went from fanfare to Tim Dog, rest in peace, to Easy E, rest in peace. Through my tears of laughter, I just thought to myself, how did this happen? Absolutely amazing. I love you guys. Oh, Tim Dog is dead. Of course he's dead. Things Fuck. that Tim Dog would say. Fuck Compton. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck me in the ass. Ooh. Step to me. Let me suck your dick. Uh, uh, th- uh, things that Tim Dog would say. <laughs> ding, ding. In Vogue. Uh, Harry Berry. <laughs> When are we going to do the chronic on friggin' ARC? Ooh, uh, oh, no. Man. Dre's other second album there is be- even better. That, yeah, you're right. But the, but the chronic just iconic. Yeah. It just because, is more classic. Uh, the Dre Day song is just. Oh, yeah. 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 Because Ezel's in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Schaefer. Part of what makes this record weird is there is no context to the story Gene had in his head. The record company switched the order to make it more of a rock record. If you put the songs in the story order, the first side is not good. It was a good idea or executed poorly. Yeah, they, they like we said in the episode, they, they mixed and matched the, the set list. They tried to make it more rock, but then they tried to put it back into story mode. Xan uh, and Black, I like, I love this album. Good timing for the episode that everybody wants to hear. Uh, Clark Side of the Moon. Great job, guys. This episode lived up to the hype. Then he does hashtag... There's a child in a sundress looking at a <laughs> rainy sky. Oh, God. Horrendous. <laughs> Scott Wheeler, been waiting for this one. Can't wait to listen. A few cool songs in between some terrible duds. This record is all over the place. Uh, let's see. DG from Tennessee just wrote, wow, just fucking wow. Okay. I, I hope that means I hope that's a good thing. Baseball and death. This was great. Like if Mystery Science Theater did the Elder movie that thankfully didn't happen. The song I is pretty decent. The rest is awful. It's not even bad enough to be funny. Just boring. So y'all extracting laughs out of this mess is the Lord's work. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, and then we got somebody jumping on you for ranking it. Eighth. Yeah, we'll get to (laughs) Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Oh, my God. That extreme burping. I'm crying tears of laughter. It's almost uncontrollable. And then you posted a gif of Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, And that's some Twitter stuff. We got a shit ton of feedback on Facebook and email. So we want to move along here so we can get to our 
our episode. But go ahead, Zeus. What do you got, buddy? Brian Harris. This will be interesting. The Elder is my favorite Kiss album because it's so different. As much as I hate Let's Put the X in Sex, that's how much I love The Elder. Um, Kevin Jepsen. Holy shit, Zeus. Above Ace. There you go, Tom. Oh, there it is. Wow. Interesting. I heard this when I was eight. Not good since Alive was my first record. But it has grown on me over uh, a lot over time. My top three, The Oath, Mr. Blackwell, Only You. I like World Without Heroes. I envision someone making a video of all the healthcare workers working through the pandemic with this song in the background. But at the end, Gene pops up and says, but fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, I guys. That's I had to be good. I'm not wrong. Another great review, guys. Scott Donaldson. Looking forward to this, guys. I've been holding off listening to ARC episodes in this new episode because I got a five hour drive tomorrow and I figured I should be able to get through the <laughs> through the ARC episode. Maybe <laughs> get into last week's polls on Shout Out Loudcast episode. I'll save the rest of the Elder Review for my five hour trip home. <laughs> Jack Pinocchio. <laughs> First off, thank you both very much for the massive shout out for becoming a new Patreon member. I do what I do to help and support the best podcast I've ever been a part of. You both, and including all your guests, bring so much joy and laughter to us all week in, week out. So thank you. Now, The Elder. This felt like a mix of Dio music and Opeth sounds. Making an album into a story, not their best, but for me, I, Dark Light, and The Oath, I'd pick to play live on a set list. Kiss, rock and roll. Wow, cool. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Rhodes, I have the CD and really love the songs called I in a World Without Heroes. Charles Eaton, a fun listen, guys. As always, you two don't disappoint. Odyssey would have fit perfectly on the Grease 2 soundtrack. Oh, God. As a musical score to Michael's Odyssey from a dud to a stud. I, as always, been my favorite track from this album. I like Dark Light from the first listen as well. World Without Heroes has grown on me. Escape from the Island could have benefited from a Gene spoken word vocal track of him convincing the hot blonde from the eye video to go back to the hotel with him. <laughs> Nothing else from this bargain bin album appeals to me. I appreciate the musical talent they showcased with this album, but Ezrin's nose candy sent them down a real bumpy road. Give me asylum all day over this lukewarm mess of acid trip any day. Peaced out, just a boy scout. Too much of the booger sugar there for Bob Ezrin with this album, yeah. (laughs) Great job, Charles Mark Eaton. Nice. Raymond Gallus. Love Saturdays for Shout Out Loudcast. This one I'm eager to listen to. One of my favorite Kiss albums of all time, regardless of what will transpire during this episode. (laughs) Mark Durado, the best album. And then Steve Elliott jumps in and says, 
I think you meant to say the best Kiss album released in 1981. Um, nice. Dan Parcells. I'm just here to show off my top fan badge. Just kidding. Love the episode. Great info and always funny. This album always makes for a great conversation. Yes, that is true. And thank you, top fan. Got to love that badge. Wear it proudly. Yep. Stephen Wood listening now, ready to defend it to the hilt. Wow. Rob Pontius. I love Kiss, but the only, only album worse than this one is Peter Chris solo album. No, wrong. Just, just my opinion. He's wrong on both of those. But yeah, that's he's wrong. Right. He's wrong. Daniel Reeve, as of 1130 a.m. on Saturday, it's not up on Stitcher yet. Yeah, I don't know why some of these podcasts uh, don't go on their specific apps at the same time. Yes. It's kind of strange. It is kind of a weird thing. That's unfortunate. That's out of our control. But look, if, if this can, if this happens with anybody, please let us know the way Daniel did. So, And it did go up later on. But yeah. you know, when we do a podcast, we put up the RSS feed, which is the feed that goes out on our hosting pantheon podcast uses megaphone it goes on megaphone and megaphone puts it out everywhere right so it shouldn't be delayed on one over the other but unfortunately it is Mm -hmm. so but i appreciate you telling this uh daniel so let's go over to loudcasters on loudcasters we got a shitload of comments oh there's a lot of action on this one yes paul heater oh heider i'm sorry Paul, you got to tell us how to pronounce your name correctly, buddy. Uh, use sons of bitches. You're going to make me buy another album, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Well, then I said, how do you not already own this? Yeah. I Come on, know. man. I know. Do you like Kiss? Do you really like Kiss? Do you like the elder? Uh, Roy Gerstenberg. You guys really ripped on Paul. I'm able to put them in completely different categories without having to compare to other Kiss albums. I think it's a lot better than Unmask, and I listened to it much more than anything else in the 80s. I love Paul's guitar work, and I've been a sucker for dramatic music. Roy, the album simply is not played as much as everything else. The songs are not played live. Everything else in Kiss World to me in the 80s, you know, we've heard a million times. So to me, I go to this album more, and that's why I rank it higher, because it's not fatigued. And I think right. fatigue has a big factor in our kiss ratings. It does. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. Um, and then him and a few people go back and forth about guitar playing and how he can tell one guitar player versus the other. Um, but anyway, well, after listening to this is Paul Heider now. Well, after listening to this episode, I think I can safely say I never missed a thing by not even purchasing this album <laughs> to use a Tom quote. It's not good. no, not only is it not good, it's terrible. It's really, really bad. Graham Richley, maybe your best album review ever. Wow. Tom absolutely nailed this. Couldn't agree more. Zeus, you're a nut job. <laughs> but that is why you guys are fantastic. Uh, Sneed Rock, just finished this review. Entertaining as always. I used to hate when Paul would say it's a good album. It's just not a kiss album, but it's the truth. And frankly, over the years, frankly, I'm not frankly. on this next comment, <laughs> but it has become frankly a tradition here at Adams College, <laughs> the belching contest. Anyways, and frankly, over the years, the desire to listen to this has waned. While there are a couple shining moments overall, it's a huge letdown. 
I'm willing to bet if this record was released without the name Kiss attached to it at all, elder fans who claim they love it would ignore it. And I'll admit that originally I was hyped to listen only because it was deleted from the catalog for years. Exactly. I was talking about that, that I couldn't find it, even heard of it. The only way I got it by, was by chance at a local record store ordered in a, Euro, a European CD version. Wow. So I jumped on owning it. Let me tell you, my sheer joy finally owning this elusive record quickly turned to disappointment. What the fuck was Kiss thinking at this time? While I like Dynasty and Unmasked, they were spiraling to destruction. Tom, like you, I think Creatures is way overrated. Yes. It only gets accolades. It does because the Elder was such a disaster. Anyways, yes. boys, thanks for more great material. I appreciate all your effort and hard work. Uh, if Hadi stole there, Sneed, even though you're disappointing me with that, uh, re- those remarks, but we're all good. Brian Crizel, another great Pantheon member, Tom. Uh, so yes. the question is, if there was a movie, would the album be better? There's some bangers on this. I love Dark Light, but if a movie was made, would it put some context to this album? No. <laughs> I was just about to say, absolutely. <laughs> so that's why we do this show. I think yep. it would. I think it would make it better. I think certain videos make certain songs better. Yeah. Maybe I love sweet child of mine. When I saw that video, it blew me away. It made me love the song even more. There's certain songs that for some reason, just when you see them singing and performing. Yeah. Um, forever. I felt. Oh yeah. That's when a great I see example. Forever. And I see the video, but I see what Eric Carr is doing. Oh. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit. The drums on this are awesome because I saw the video. That's just me. Craig Miller. After listening to this episode, I was inspired to go look at my 40-year-old copy and found this exclusive offer. Uh, <laughs> seems the 18-year-old me did not take it up. Wonder if I could now. Pardon my poor attempt at replicating the album cover. So he has like the Kiss Army thing you can fill out. Yeah. Yep. So it looks pretty cool. <laughs> Jason Robert Harding. Just listened to the show tonight. I've tried to listen to The Elder before, but only made it past 20 seconds and said, what the holy fuck? With that being said, I'll pretend I never heard it. Move on with my life. And oh, in Zeus, you're fucking nuts for your ranking. I'd rather listen to Barry Manilow than this dumpster fire. Keep wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Don't mock Barry Manilow. Mock him all you want. No. Uh, keep fuck, up the, the good guy's work. a genius. Yeah, he really looks it. He's a fucking um, genius. <laughs> he's not what you would call a handsome man. Tom. No, you do not want to see Barry Manilow videos. Put it that way. No. <laughs> all right. Let's move on over, Tom, to YouTube. You do. <laughs> All right. Now, on YouTube, Tom, Johnny be good. Wouldn't it be funny if at the end of the episode, instead of Morpheus, we get Ace's stumbling footsteps and then, hey, did someone get my fountain soda? What the fuck? <laughs> Devin Dungan, great episode. Love this record. I'm definitely going to give this a listen because of this episode. Ooh. See, we love shit like that. Devin, Absolutely. thank you. Devin's yes. always awesome. Yep. Uh, Mr. Antonio, 2005. Happy 150 at TNZ. I didn't get the elder till late 1989. I searched high and low for years in local red sh- uh, record shops in the greater Toronto area. I wish I could have uh, had the video recorded my facial reaction. When the needle dropped upon hearing it for the first time, because it was similar to the WWF jobber, Frankie Williams, who got pummeled by a hot rod. 
That's a wonderful thing. You got no room for nobody, but you're a lousy wrestler. It's as simple as that. I might be a lousy wrestler, but I'm still in there. I got not a pay or nobody. Piper hammering away. Oh no, Piper all over Frank Williams. Anytime you could throw in a good wrestling anecdote, Zeus loves that. Oh, Frankie Williams. <laughs> uh, the LP has grown on me, but back in '89, it got one play and shelved for years. The Mr. Roboto and Kilroy oh. segment was true gold. Keep up the great work and excited to see what you have in the store for the future episodes. Thanks, oh. buddy. Awesome. Yeah, another great Patreon member there, Tom. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Marty White. I don't know how I didn't anticipate this topic this week. Very happy to see it. There's nothing better than the story of a young apprentice who becomes a journeyman welder and saves an island with his rivet gun. This album was really a prequel to The Wall. The hero in The Welder is the one who welds all the metal blocks together to build Pink Floyd's wall. Early talks had included for a trilogy involving Keith Moon smashing the wall, but he died. So Mick Fleetwood was considered, but he was too tall to fit on camera. Then Animal was considered, but Jim Henson wouldn't release him. So the project was scraped. Sad, but true. Oh, you got to love those stories. Pete Starrows. The Elder is a triumph album when not being compared to other Kiss albums or other bands' concepts albums. On its own, it's a gift from the Kiss gods. Oh, my Lord. Woo. Wow. Craig Broderick. As an 11-year-old living in Australia, 12 months after the Unmasked tour, The Elder was awesome. The Oath is the best live Kiss song ever. Ever. Whoa. <laughs> Patton Diorama. Bob Ezrin has the best Coke for the wall and lower grade baby powder for the elder. <laughs> That's perfectly said. I love that. Chuck Hoskins. Great episode, guys. Tim Dog and Roddy Piper references. Awesome. Yeah. I think the elder is pretty good. Not the best. Still better than Peter's solo. Hot in the shade. Animalized. Whoa. And monster. What? Hot take. Favorite song is Odyssey. Great job. Can't wait for the next review to hear mentions of DJ Quick and Doink the Clown. (laughs) P.S. Fuck Compton. Love you guys. Chuck, we love you, buddy. Glad to hear from you. But you are you're you got some of Bob Ezrin's low grade coke with thinking that Elder is better than Hot in the Shade. God damn. Anthony Stratus. Awesome. Thanks for reviewing this much maligned Kiss album, as I was hoping you guys would. Keep on rocking, guys. Mark Stewart. I love the oath and still wish Kiss, with Ace Frehley, would end their shows with Escape from the Island, with the sirens and the spotlights going around the audience. How badass would it be if Gene would be spitting blood during the intro to Mr. Blackwell? Then perform the song, and Paul, with his fucked up voice, sing the lower-like harmonies. That would be cool. Or am I an idiot? No, actually, I think that is, would be cool. I like that idea. Yep. Not an idiot. And that's what I got from uh, YouTube, Tom. All right, cool. I got a couple emails. But before I get to those, I want to read off a, a Facebook DM we got here from uh, Gary Roth. He says, hey, guys, good episode this week. I've always appreciated the elder for what it was. Regarding Mr. Blackwell, to my ears, I've always heard Eric's voice, the high part of it, on lead vocal along with Gene. But it surprises me that no one else seems to acknowledge that it's him. Even big Eric fans don't seem to think it's him, but I'm sure of it. I don't know. Might be right. Supports my other theory as well, that the band members were all playing different roles. Paul is the boy. Gene is the elder. Eric is the villain. Ace, 
was the atmosphere if you like dark light. Interested to know what you guys think after a closer listen. I like that theory. I'm not sure about Eric's vocals. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Kiss is pretty good about, you know, talking about stuff like that. We didn't read that anywhere, but maybe you know something that we don't. So, uh, but thank you for the DM, Gary. Great to hear from you. Let's fly through a couple emails here. Our good friend, Mike H. I was 14 when this came out and asked my father to get it for me the week it went on sale. While I didn't hate it, I was definitely disappointed and was concerned about the direction of the band. I liked it better than Unmasked, but those two albums back-to-back had me worried that they had lost their way. I did like that the costumes calmed down a bit, though. Those Dynasty Unmasked costumes were way over the top. I was also upset that they cut their hair. I ended up trading the record in for a joint a few years later. (laughs) I have since bought it again. I don't buy that Paul and Gene are sincere when they trash it. They made the album and made or agreed to the decisions that were made at the time. They couldn't see it then as they see it now. I think if it had sold well... They'd be sucking their own dicks on how good it is and how smart they were. Yep. It just doesn't seem logical that you could dislike something so much now, but think it was a great idea. Then the songs haven't changed. Totally agree with you there, Mike. Yes. Um, I like most of the songs, even just a boy. The melody is really good. I don't like dark light at all. It doesn't fit the album. There shouldn't be an ace song on this record. My favorite songs are I Odyssey and under the rose. Thanks for the episode. Great. As always, Mike. H. Thank you, Mike. That's awesome. Very yep. cool. Angelo Capasso. Sorry to say I purchased the Elder in 81, but remember, I still thought Peter was in the band. Sadly, I say this with due respect for the band. I never played the album from front to back, but only once. And for 40 years, I never even thought of this album. Your review helped, but I still don't understand the entire concept shit. I guess I will give it another spin and maybe like it. it like Maybe like wine, it gets better. I doubt it. Happy Thanksgiving, my awesome Kiss heroes. Angela, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Rod Gomond. First off, happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. I would like to take this opportunity to thank the software engineer who designed the 30-second fast-forward on the Apple Podcast app so I can blow over the hideous elder song clips (laughs) and go straight to your commentary. Not a fan of that album whatsoever. Enjoy the holiday. Thank you, Rod. That's awesome. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving yourself. Anytime I hear that, I always think of the fucking SNL skit. Not to fond of the ladies, are we, Trebek? (laughs) (laughs) Our buddy Tony Smith. I knew this was coming. God knows you dropped enough hints. Anyway, I first got this on cassette, and my version did not have the spoken part after. So when I got the CD, I was surprised to hear it. This album had some songs I like, some I'm not crazy about, but it's Kiss, so it's in my collection. As far as solid gold, I think the host that I was Andy Gibb. Yep, we mentioned that. Uh, Tony, thanks, buddy. That's awesome. Graham Richley, boys, that may be your best, funniest, and most spot-on review of all time. Fantastic. Just the right balance between judging the music objectively and telling how you feel personally about it. And kudos to Zeus for having the balls to call it as he sees it, no matter how bizarre that call is. Uh, then he gives us a, a personal story about being 13 in Australia, um, talking about the Unmasked Tour in 1980. And uh, he gives us a great story about his experience getting the cassette of The Elder, um, talking about it. Very cool stuff. Um, keep up the great work. It makes life so much better. Thank you, Graham. That's, we love that hearing from you, buddy. You're a big fan of the show and a good, good friend of the show. Thank you. Paul Kane. Quick Elder-related story. Hey, guys. First off, love the show. Just finished listening to my first show. And, of course, it's on The Elder. You guys are spot on on the review. Personally, I love the album and all its weirdness. But I thought I'd share an elder-related story that you guys might get a kick out of. 
Back in the day in the late 80s, early 90s, I was a roadie for a Boston-based band called Boa. And we got to open for Doro Pesh from Warlock at the channel. Oh, yeah, I remember the channel. She was touring on her self-titled Doro album that was produced by Gene Simmons. We got there early to set up and do sound check. Dora was just finishing her sound check, and there was a few people already there waiting to meet her. When I finally got the chance to meet her, I told her I loved the new album, but I did have one question for her. I asked her whose idea it was to change the lyrics on Only You. She looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, well, that's the Only You for my favorite Kiss album. and was just curious if you rewrote it or if Gene rewrote it for you. She grabbed my arm and said, that's my favorite Kiss album, too. We ended up becoming friends for that day anyway, talking Kiss and the Elder. Definitely one of my best memories ever. We got a picture together and she signed my cassette to Paul, all my love, only you. I had it hanging in a nice frame till an ex-girlfriend smashed it on me because she knew how much it meant to me. Well, that's my that's my story. Sorry if I rambled, but the show brought me back to that awesome night at the channel that I got to hang out with Doro and talk kiss all night. Keep up the great work. Paul, that story is fucking awesome. That is very cool. Thank you. Penelope Red. This was a piss poor album, although I didn't know how bad it actually was until a number of years after its release. Remember seeing the World Without Heroes video at that time? I didn't like it. It wasn't what I wanted from Kiss. It's now the only song I'll listen to from that record. The rest is absolute trash. I can't understand anyone believing I is any good. It's God awful. If Paul shits on this album, it's because he had a come to Jesus moment and recognized how horrendous it really is. Ooh, Penelope Red. Nice. Um, let's see. Daniel LeBlanc. By the time the elder was released, I had discovered ACDC and wasn't picking up any new releases from kiss at the time. My income was generated from cutting grass and I could only purchase one new record every couple of weeks. I did look at records in the cutout section and would on occasion find a good deal and do remember seeing copies of the elder quite often. I did pass on picking up a copy and didn't have my first full listen till around 1992. My introduction to the elder was the video for a world without heroes, which was featured on extreme close-up. Yes. I really dig this release. and I'm glad it's part of the catalog. I'm used to hearing the original LP version. So it was weird hearing your review doing the songs in the updated track sequence. My favorite song from this LP varies, but lately it's been under the rose. Great show guys. I have a third shift part-time job and I look forward to hearing new episodes on Saturday. Daniel. Thanks buddy. That's amazing. Very, very cool. Uh, And then we got a nice email from our buddy, West Beach. Great show as usual. usual. I am firmly on Team Zeus with this polarizing album. I was always a fan of Bob Ezrin's productions, and though it's such a bold departure from the previous output, I think the production on The Elder is top-notch, and overall, it's arguably the most original album in the Kiss canon. I purchased the album at one of those used record stores in New York that specialize in cutouts and promo copies. The cover jumped out at me, and seeing Lou Reed involvement drew me in. I have to admit being perplexed by the inside picture of the tables and chairs and wondering what the hell was going on. The music jumped out of my speakers and as a fan of Broadway musicals, the overblown production and over-the-top vocal shenanigans by Paul drew me in and I got into the whole record. What I didn't like, however, was the whole new look kiss. Only Ace and Eric looked respectable, even Paul and Gene looking like overage members of Spandau Ballet. I loved their appearance on Fridays and was hoping to hear some of the songs live, but that was not to be. By not touring the album, it set the band back as fans were confused as to what happened to their beloved band. The best thing that came out of The Elder was their harder and more metal direction with creatures to help people forget about their misstep. I also wanted to say great Kiss Cruise Tales of Madness and happy you guys finally got to go and meet the Poonies and many other podcasters and fans. 
You guys hit it right as without the international contingent, it wasn't overcrowded and you got an amazing experience. I've been watching a number of videos from the crews and the bands were all on fire. I was hoping to have Bruce's band tackle loves a deadly weapon, but maybe it was too fast. Keep rocking. You guys are the best. And thank you, Wes, for listening every week. Your input's awesome. We love it, buddy. And our final email comes from our good friend, Steve Wright of the Potter Than Hell podcast, which we hope you guys are checking out weekly. Hey, guys, fun episode this week. As always, I do have to say that Music from the Elder is in my bottom five of Kiss albums. I was listening to this episode with my wife on a road trip this weekend to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I warned my wife that she probably had not heard these songs before because I don't really listen to this album much. Well, let me tell you, I was laughing my ass off at her reactions of what the fuck is this? And this sucks. And is this really kiss? Made me enjoy the episode even more. For me, there are a few songs on this album that are tolerable. How the Z-Man can rank it where he does is baffling to me, but to each his own. Have a good one, guys. Steve. Love you, buddy. Love you, yeah. Steve. And love part of the hell. And Steve, <laughs> that's about as mean as he can get. It's like, I don't know how he can do it. But right? to each his own. He, he Steve's the best. We love Steve. Yeah. Except when it comes to Sonny, he'll tell Sonny he's fucking stupid. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Well, because Sonny can be very stupid with some of his musical takes. But we love Sonny, too. So we do, unfortunately. Uh, Tom, we have one last thing. Okay. Okay. And that is this. Michael Talker. Bravo, Tom and Zeus. I just started listening to your podcast with the Kiss uh, Cruise 10 episode, and I backtracked a bit. Love the two friends talking approach, like a tight rhythm section with the Kiss talk infused with humor and stories with near imitations. The Ace Fraley Family Guy's Peter Griffin mashup (laughs) being my favorite. It's obvious that you love the music and don't take it too seriously as some of your pod brethren might. Uh, I worked at the Wicked Cool Newberry Comics in the garage in Harvard Square. Oh, that's the place, Tom. Newberry I used to, Comics used to go there all the time. That Thank garage, you. that plaza in there, oh, yeah. was awesome. They had the little pizza around the corner. Yes, the Harvard. So you would go in there, and then you'd go to Strawberries or Newberry Comics. I remember when Newberry Comics. This is how I can date it. And all of a sudden, Batman with Michael Keaton was coming out. And yep. it was the first time I started seeing like pop culture shit in a record store. I'm like, what's yep. all this stuff? Yep. Why is there all this Batman shit? Here? I'm looking to buy CDs. <laughs> what are you doing here with Batman? And that's when there was, I started seeing those type of Newberry comics, like uh, stores. Anyways, then the record department, the Harvard Coop from 86, 89. Yep. Conquered all of Harvard Square. That's awesome. Um, there was a handful of record stores in Harvard Square. Then when you walk into the big selection of everything and talk, discover music in person, I know, I know I'm one of those. I remember back in, <laughs> he's yep. not alone with that because oh, yeah. in my days, guys rock on. Well, Michael Talker for you bringing up the uh, Newberry comics in the garage at Harvard square. You, my friend are common of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The flashbacks there of the garage with Newbury Comics. Holy shit. Used to, I, we used to go to Newbury Comics or Harvard Square in general all the time. All the time. 
And that strawberries there and up top. And then they they had the tower records later on that opened up around the corner. I remember going, do I buy this new band guns and roses or do I buy this other band called black and blue? I'll never forget that. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying this appetite for destruction. Nobody had ever heard of it. And I fucking took it, bought it, played it. And was like, what the fuck is this shit? And you would have been uh, saying the exact same thing <laughs> about black and blue, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, I have many great memories of those stores in that oh, time. Oh, me too. Well, yep. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Tom, what we do next, uh, we call it a day because this episode has been going on for three hours already. Ah, it's a Thanksgiving extravaganza. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, they can listen to this on the car ride back from wherever they went when they traveled. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Hopefully the kids aren't in the car though, but that's okay. No, no. because we talk about stupid things sometimes. Um, Tom, what we talk about after this is Patreon and our Patreon uh, subscribers have been excellent, have been such a godsend to us. They are a great fun group of people and With their subscription to our Patreon account, they get some perks from us. We obviously get their support, and it's just been nonstop growing. Uh, The group we have now is a lot of fun, and they're in for another big, big surprise because they're going to be getting this email before the episode plays, and that is we're actually now going to allow them to give us picks for the album review crew coming up. Fuck man. This is talk about opening up a can of worms. Should we, should we get into, you want to explain this now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to do is we, we are eliminating the group pick. And we understand this isn't an ARC episode, but you guys listen to both of them, hopefully. So what we were doing was we were doing a three man rotation, me, Zeus and Sonny, and then a fourth group pick. We eliminated the group pick and we said, fuck it. Let's just do three man rotation. Me, Zeus, Sonny, me, Zeus, Sonny. And then, then we, I had, I had brought up, let's, let's do a voting thing. Let's do something special. And then finally we came to the agreement. So what we're going to do is I think it's, I think at some point I pulled the gene on you. I said, yeah. well, shouldn't you like, shouldn't we just let like maybe put it on Twitter or something like, and you like, let them get involved. And I think it was me that was like, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not taking keeper of the seven keys fuck that so this is what we're doing every patreon member every whatever tier you're on we're going to allow you to submit an album now when we say this we mean a legitimate album not like the carpenter's greatest hits or donnie and marie or you know like a legitimate album that you would like or the to- wwf album yeah <laughs> and then what we'll do is me zeus and sunny will look at all of the submissions and pick two, three, four, whatever. And then we will let everyone on Patreon vote for those finalists. Uh, we're going to decide whether it's going to be three or four or whatever. And then let everybody pick that one album that will be the Patreon pick in the rotation. So this is, we're kind of excited for this because we know that everybody out there has. We, we are. <laughs> so we, I suggested this a while ago. Zeus was like, fuck them. And then Zeus was like, maybe we could do this. I'm like, dude, I think it'll be great until Nige Savage has us picking fucking sabotage <laughs> hell on earth or whatever Dude, the fuck I the pray he picks like something sabotage he's into all that fucking crazy like death metal finish 
Swedish music. What, you don't want hold on. Wait, you don't want to do Cannibal Corpse butchered at birth? Why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I, I, I love their third album. It so went we copper. Thought, so we thought we'd plant that seed now to get you guys going. Now we do have a uh, we we December is a, is our final group pick. Yep. So uh, we will see when we're going to roll out the the uh, the Patreon yeah. pick, but it's coming soon. A good idea, Tom, might be that it's a new year. Why don't we change the rotation so you don't know what might come up? We might go right to the Patreon pick. We yep, might go exactly. to we could do me that. or Sonny first or yep. just continue with you first. Who knows? Yep. Yep. But yeah, and it's just another little perk that we want to do for our Patreon brethren that uh, have been so great to us. And uh, and if this is something that interests you or want to get involved, find us on Patreon, the app, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or in the episode notes, you can see uh, there will be a link to Patreon. And um, we would love to have you involved if that's something that you're interested in. But thank you again to our Patreon uh, members. And uh, please, please, don't, don't, don't make me regret this decision. Please. Please make him regret this decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Patreon guys, we love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, and we look forward to, uh, to to rolling out the Patreon ARC pick rotation. Oh, boy. And so, Tom, what we do next, we go to Kiss World. Anything happening? Uh, well, today we're recording on Wednesday, November 24th. Uh, and sadly, this date marks the 30th anniversary of the passing of the great legendary Eric Carr. Um, so you see a lot of outpouring of love and support for him on social media, including from us. And uh, we just want to honor his memory and um, just, you know, listen to some Eric Carr kiss era music in his uh, in his memory. Uh, he's very, very missed. Gone too soon for sure. An absolute legend. We, we love him to pieces. So, yeah, I just want to add. You know how good Eric Carr is? We've been doing the show for three years, and I don't think we've ever made fun of him for anything. Never. Not There's even nothing cool. really to laugh about. He's not. <clears throat> he doesn't nope. look tired like the other guy or bored like Eric Singer. And we love Eric Singer, too. Yep. But he doesn't look bored. He uh, doesn't look goofy. Doesn't look any more goofy than the other idiots when they were wearing, like, the Asylum years or the Lick It Up, you know, makeup, non-kiss but real makeup yep. um, look other than his, you know, big bushy hair, but it's kind of fun, funny that way. Oh yeah. Cause Everybody, he's, like, cause he's like yeah. a small guy and he has that big bushy hair. He's, yeah. 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 But it's still, we've done this show. How many times I've yet to hear somebody say, Oh, I don't like Eric Carr's drumming or oh, Eric Carr's voice is terrible. Oh, he's kind of a jerk. Oh, he did nothing, nothing. It's all the great stories that people bring up about Eric and, Oh, yeah. Do you know he did this? Oh, I met him once. He was super cool. Oh, Eric does this. Oh, I love the fact that he does, you know, God bless him. You know what yep. I mean? God bless him. It's always a sad kind of thing. But I, I, I like to think that his music and his legacy lives on. And a tip of the hat to our friend, a uh, friend of the show, Carrie Stevens and uh, his sister Loretta and the Carr family. They keep his uh, legacy continuing. Yes. And uh, uh, and and Bruce, who did a great little tribute to him. Oh, it was beautiful. Yep. yep on the cruise and he wrote a nice post too. like, it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a kind of a somber day about it, but in a, in a, in a positive manner, like yeah. it's, it's, there's love there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. So yep. God bless Eric. Absolutely. Uh, and some other big news in terms of kiss touring, 
Uh, and as of right now, it only looks like there's one date, and that is the uh, June 6th of uh, 2022, the date when uh, Kiss is touring in Belgium. And it's announced that uh, Mammoth WVH is going to be opening for them. Wolfgang Van Halen's band is going to be opening. Um, I know a lot of people have different opinions on that album. Me personally, it has grown over the years where I over the years or over the over the period of time since it's been released. I fucking love it now. When it first came out, I was a little bit mad. I spent some time with it. So good for those people who are fans of that, that they're going to get a great, great opener. Um, And of course, they don't get the painter. Oh, well, they got ripped off. Well, uh, uh, on our on our loudcasters page, this became a topic, and uh, we had a couple comments here, and uh, we had somebody bring up the painter and say, "quote I would rather watch the painter than Eddie's fat kid." <laughs> Toxic kiss fans at their best. It's bad. It's bad. But um, hey, you know what? Good for uh, good for Wolfgang there. That's uh, that's pretty cool. And and shit, I'm jealous because I would love to see them. I would love to yeah. see him live. He just finished opening up for Guns and Roses. Now he's doing a show for Kiss. So good for him. Good so for the think kid. of it this way: <clears throat> what a legacy it is for Kiss if they had done this in the beginning. Like Wolfgang is getting his career started, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be big in rock music for many years to come. Agreed. What a legacy that a uh, that Ace that Kiss can say, like they always used to brag. We had this band open for us, this band, this band. I don't think they can name anybody in the last ten years or twenty years, probably, that they had anybody that was you know they helped their career grow. Now they do finally. I agree, and I think it's great because you're right. They're taking a young up and coming band under their wing and and giving them support, which I think is amazing. Good for them. Good yep. for them. So that, you th- that- do you think he's going to pull him aside? You know, young man, you wouldn't be famous because your father wouldn't be famous until I discovered him. Oh, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, don't bring up David Lee Roth. <laughs> Fuck him. You're opening because he's not. I thought somebody put great. Now he's going to fucking destroy everybody's Van Halen career. Well, that's a perfect segue. That's the, that's the loudcasters and Patreon MVP LP Sterlino (laughs) who commented until they kick him off. Like they did David Lee Roth. They're going to just fuck over the whole extended Van Halen family. He is like, God bless him. Like me and you get a fucking kick out of his shit. Yeah. But some of you out there, I mean, I've got to throw this out here. Well, I was going to, you beat, you, you beat, you beat me to like it. You beat me to way, it. Way, way too sensitive. Yeah. And, you know, the, oh, uh, this is the, is this the kind of stuff that happens in uh, the group? Is this the man that wrecked the buffet at the Harrow Club? But, like, come on, people. Do you not listen to our show? Aren't you know we, like, pr- fucking you- going on that line kind of? That's what he does, and he's fucking awesome at it. You know what the problem is, and 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 I'm glad you. And this is a perfect segue because I wanted to get into this. So our page encompasses a lot of different things in the world of Kiss. It encompasses regular Kiss news, pictures, videos, conversations, but then it's an extension of the show, and it's yeah. extension of the show's humor. Okay, yes. if that if that's not for you, that's fine. There are a billion other face group groups out there where it's nonstop kiss foot rub and kiss love fest. And that's fantastic. There's a lot of that on loudcasters, but there's a lot of smart ass wise ass shit that you get from our show that filters over into the loudcasters page. So that's a heads up for anybody that's a member of that group. 
perfectly said, Tom, perfectly said. Yep. So part of me wants to say, fuck off yep. to those because I don't remember them ever making comments about our episode, but they make comments about fucking people that listen to our episode and repeat some of our jokes because I th- fucking yeah. add some of that kind of fucking left, left field humor that we love. Well, you and get, they're like, you, hey, what is this? Well, fuck off then. You, you bring leave, up, you, you bring, you're bringing up a good point. You have a lot of people on the Loudcasters page that are Kiss fans that don't listen to the show, and that's totally fine. You don't have to listen to the show to be no. on Loudcasters, but you have a lot of people that do, and they incorporate some of the show's humor into that. So then the people that don't listen to the show are like, what the fuck? What's the matter with you guys? Why are you being like a dick? Yeah. Being like, well, what? <laughs> Go listen to the host. Well, yeah, exactly. If you wonder why he's why that guy's making a joke about Eddie's fat kid, go listen to the show. Although we've never said that. Yeah. No, no we wouldn't make fun of him. We make fun of other fat people like podcasters yeah. and shit. Yeah, exactly. But like, he also put up a picture of like a drawing and said, this is the crooked man. And so somebody got wicked upset about <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a, it's a beautiful piece of art. What are you, what are you talking about? And, Stur- and then it just fuels Sterlino. Then he just gets all, he just goes yeah. all fucking. And I like what he says. And someone gets mad. Then I'll be like, I think this guy was drunk off of cock. Yeah. <laughs> Sterlino, we love you, buddy. Do not change for a second. Yeah, uh, just, you know, be careful that line. You know, that that's the only thing I would add. By the way, so somebody also put a picture of Paul, like 78 and like 2018. Remember, I, I, I texted it to yes. the group. It was yeah, like yeah. a close up of his face. His hands are on his face. Yeah. And I said it to you, I'm like, this is the perfect example of crooked face. Yes. Of the crooked man. Like yep. his fucking cheekbone is going one way yep. his fucking nose is pointing another one of his eyebrows is, is over on the side of his ear Dude, it's like his face started like melting it looks like a Mr. Potato Head Paul Stanley head that some like three year old built <laughs> because they have the 78th photo and his face is just oh, like yeah. straight like you know chiseled jaw yeah like yeah looking straight ahead yeah. And the other one, his jaw may be looking ahead. His lip is to the left. His nose is to the right. Burn man. Are, are you the burn man? <laughs> it's all fucking banged out. The crooked man. Oh, but anyways, oh. um, Tom, a couple other quick things. That Funko Kiss Destroyer thing I'm trying to find. I know um, Walmart has it on sale for like 40 bucks, like a Black Friday thing. Can't find it anywhere. And they're not selling it online. No, so I don't know. They said they might have them in the stores, but the only time I do the search to see if you know it's in my area, I can't find it. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can get that, but that thing looks has been sold out. And then I saw her again. I got another email. Gene Simmons's vault, four ninety nine. Is that four do- four dollars and ninety nine cents? No, it's four hundred ninety nine. <laughs> and um, I get the ad for the Rhino like from the Rhino website of all those box sets that they sell. And for a while it was like five 99, like gee, Gene was selling it for 500. Why is it like 600 here? And then yesterday I saw it. Even Rhino has it down to 500 online. I think it's like $65 to, to mail to uh, ship. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about it. Thanks. Patreon. <laughs> no, <laughs> not using on that. You too can own Mongoloid Man. 
I just want five hundred dollars. I just wanted for the Gene Simmons like a little action figure doll. Yeah, he calls like the Gene Simmons action business mogul action figure man, <laughs> stockbroker Simmons. I, I just have him walking up to other intimate objects and just be like, "You, Mister Pepsi can, are on my property. I will sue you for four hundred thousand dollars, or you must buy this." Unlimited box set, unreleased tracks. The Vault Part Two. The Gene Simmons action figure goes up to all your kids' toys. Are you vaccinated, Mister Potato Head? What about you, Barbie? <laughs> Get lost. You are the enemy. <laughs> They'll go up to like another doll and be like, "Are you selling T-shirts? You're in the kiss business, baby." This is great. By the way, do we have a topic tonight? Like what the uh, yeah, two hours into this. Let's figure that out. I love it. I love it. Oh, all right. That wraps up Kiss World. So um, while we're, uh, let's take a quick break so I can get my Gene Simmons business mogul doll to stop sexually harassing my cats. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Oh, we're back after uh, giving a test drive to uh, the demo of My Uncle is a Raft. Fantastic. (laughs) 
five hundred dollars. It's yours. Fucking oh thanks. All, All right. right. Well, we always do a kiss Thanksgiving. We'll get to that part. Yep. Um, and we'll give a couple reasons why we are happy for Thanksgiving this year and what we're kiss happy for, at least. Yep. But we are going to discuss Kiss's infamous Macy's Day Parade. From 2014, it was the 88th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it's been referred to as a spinal tap-like moment. Um, so kiss the story. And you can check the video. Of course, it's on YouTube. Oh, um, and before you do, here it is. The street party presenting one of the biggest bands in rock history. Performing rock and roll all night here in person are the masters of rock kiss. Okay, so you heard that. So what was supposed to happen was, this is according to Doc McGee, and he actually he actually talked about this during a, uh, a Kiss Cruise Q&A. Um, they were supposed to be doing a Gibson float, um, huge float in the shape of like a big Gibson guitar or whatever. Um, and they wanted the night before they, they told Paul that you're going to be doing a Gibson float, which is obviously a sponsored thing, that you need to play a Gibson guitar. And they were like, well, Paul doesn't play Gibsons. He plays Washburns because he has a deal with Washburns. He can't play Gibsons. So the parade people are like, okay, well, there's another float that we can give you. You have to go look at these pictures. This looks <laughs> like a float from like the end, the end scene in animal house. Like it, it's, it's a, it's a little trailer with like metal benches and a stand for each member. And the best part of it is the two little like band majorettes in front of them look like they're bored to tears. 
it is it's you can google the story and the video it's it is just hysterical and if you're a kiss fan like us you get it the tongue in cheek but if you're somebody that historically mocks kiss oof it's pretty mockable yeah it's uh you you always your mind goes to kiss and your mind thinks, okay, what's going to be the most over-the-top thing they're going to do? Oh, yep. my God, what's going to be flying out? Oh, holy shit, is there going to be a giant tongue in the air? Like, you have all these ideas of what it could be. And it looks like a high school fucking float. Oh, it's it, bad. Oh, boy. You know, or, like, you know, walking down the small town on Elm Street, the fucking Korean War veterans fucking float. <laughs> yep. And behind them is, like, the marching school marching band. It was just horrendous so you start off they have like these cheerleaders some are wearing makeup or some are not rock and roll all night is playing and then uh you know you got al roker playing the part of grown-up urkel uh matt lauer you know what he's famous for was this before or after matt lauer was locking women in his uh desk so he could freaking sexually assault them Jesus, Matt, let me show you how the big boys do it. The problem is, Matt, you hid that emergency button <laughs> under your desk. I'll show you where that goes. Yeah. And uh, Savannah ooh, Guthrie. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Anyways, the three of them are hosting and then they cut the kiss. Oh. And, and the fuck is just. <laughs> This this rinky dink. When you see the so Paul so back in it was last year I think it was in 2020. I'll give credit to Paul for having a sense of humor. Yeah. He, he he retweets a picture, uh, and he says we showed up at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade after being shown sketches of a huge float and told we'd be surrounded by a hundred baton twirlers and kiss makeup. Instead, we got this an SUV with a U-Haul <laughs> attached and two unimpressed escorts. Ha ha ha. Look how happy we are, dude. He's right. The funniest thing, these escort drum band majorettes, they're holding a sign and it says kiss on it in <laughs> letters that you can barely read. It's <laughs> it's it is. It's so I mean, I, I give kudos to Paul for having a sense of humor about like, it. Sounds great. I But I don't I don't use Gibson guitars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But then he goes again and says. We were screwed over and misled by the execs in charge of Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We all deserved better. So that was serious, Paul, there. Yeah. But, oh, and, my Lord. And so they're playing, and it's rock and roll night. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, here comes the lip sync. All those people that go on those Macy Day Parade, they always lip sync. Absolutely. There's nowhere to fucking have the music. Where are they going to plug into? Right. They're fucking right. move and plug into something. Plus, with the wind and the movement and stuff. They're not doing that. So they lip sync a performance of one fucking song. The classic, you know, know, rock and roll all night. The funniest part of that whole performance, though, is the solo starts. And Tommy's got his hand in his air in the air. He's like, oh, shit. Am I supposed (laughs) to be playing this? (laughs) Like, even like, he didn't even know the fucking solo was up. Like, nope, nope. And, you know, the way I think of it is like, well, at least at that point, they weren't faking shit. They got a lot better at it later on. Oh, but at that boy. point, they, they didn't know how to lip sync. Come and on. it was pretty bad. Come on. Come on. One one thing that I think is kind of cool, if you look at the pictures, because it was so cold out, um, Paul had this really badass, like, black 
like cape on. Yeah, he like, thought he was the king of the north. From it actually looks pre- it actually it actually looks pretty friggin' badass. That, yeah. That's kind of the only th- and in uh, Eric Eric had like a coat on too. Tommy and Gene were just, you know just doing that doing their thing. But um, you know, look, like you said, these parade float things they do the best they can. They they they're just there for a quick little shot at uh, you know entertaining the crowd. It, but this this was just a horribly embarrassing fuck up. And 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 you got to wonder if the if the, the the parade people just got caught at the last room like oh fuck wait you can't do this okay well we're gonna have to give you the parade that we use in the uh, the, the the Medford Knights of Columbus parade that we <laughs> yeah. do down in West Medford Square yeah okay. you have these fucking hundred dollar tires oh if you got a flat oh I got like a shit spare in the back that's that, pretty much it that's what they have oh shit this is the emergency shit spare. Oh, we have to put kiss on it. Sorry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> they, yeah, they just whatever. And I think Doc had a funny quote about it, right? Yeah. So Doc go, Doc says, uh, yeah, we get there. The new float is literally like 25 feet long with two microphones. <laughs> it's the shittiest looking thing at the Macy's Day Parade. I saw it and I went, oh, this is how you get fired, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great quote by Doc. Yeah, and so I think if he got over that, he's like, "Shit, they're not going to fire me for anything then," because it, it, Kiss is right. Like, dude, what the fuck? You're putting us in this position. Like, you make Kiss the badass looking band look like fucking buffoons on this stupid little float that's going by. Now, right? it, it's funny because, like I said earlier, the fact that Paul had a little bit of a sense of humor, you got to wonder, like, behind the scenes, if he was like, "Doc, what the fuck, do? Like, because I could see Gene being like, "Okay." Tommy and Eric are like, they don't give a fuck. But Paul, he, you know, sensitive Paul, he must have been like, what the fuck are we doing here? What is this? He has to mock it because he otherwise he's going to make it looks it'll look worse. Look, yeah, they look yeah. ridiculous. I think yeah. he has to lean into it a little bit to say, yep. Yep. yeah, they fucked this over. Look how stupid this is. This yeah. was an IIR idea of thinking that this is cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but most people that are, aren't Kiss fans that see them like, oh, that band Kiss. Oh, look at that. Yeah, and they, they don't know. shot off a couple things. Yep. The so people are yep. like, ooh, that's their crazy show. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end, as they finish up, fucking Urkel there slash Al Roker was like, oh, my God, that's Kiss. And he's like something like, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. And the other two are like, oh, should we be doing this too? Uh, okay. Let me bend down and do the. We're not worthy kind of thing. Well, I think I think what happened was Al Roker was so excited. I think Matt Lau was trying to bang Savannah Guthrie <laughs> in the background while Al Roker was singing the words to rock and roll all night. <laughs> I think Al Roker had a fucking chili dog in his hand and a bag of cotton candy while he was going on. Matt, get your head out of there. <laughs> was that before or after Al Roker got caught in the storm and he fucking floated whatever he got knocked out oh, Al Roker oh god anyway yeah I mean it's a funny thing you you see it you just you know you just like shake your head it's another one of those fucking kiss it playing to the sharks kind of yeah absolutely yeah you know, kiss yeah. puts themselves in. now are you gonna see fucking Genesis on a float like you're not gonna see other artists. This only works with Kiss. Yep. Or yep. a teeny bopper. Yes. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. When Christine Aguilera is just starting out or something. You know, coming up next, Christine Aguilera yeah. doing fucking something. Yep. Or Kiss. Like it's. 
kind of that. It's got to have a little bit of kitschiness to it. Yeah. 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 Entertainment value. Yeah. It's not going to be fucking uh, stealing Dan on a float. Fuck no. (laughs) Hell no. No. But it's a it's a little it's a piece of history. It's Thanksgiving related, so we wanted to throw it in with our with our annual thanks list. So uh, you know we wanted to have a little bit of fun, and then we're going to get into what we do every year, which is we give uh, we give a, we give some thanks. But before we do that, technically, Tom, this is a TV appearance. Uh oh. Yes. So, um, because it's a TV appearance. We get to do what we love to do, and that is we get to rank them. Do it. So first, we've ranked ABC in Concert, Mike Douglas Show, Paul Lind Halloween Special, Land of Hype and Glory, Gene and Ace on the Don Lane Show, Kiss on Fridays, Kiss Unmasking, Paul and Gene on Oprah, Kiss Mad TV, Halloween Spooktacular. Now... Tom, you want to uh, tell us you, how you rank the first nine? All right. So I have uh, ABC in concert rank number one, Kiss on Fridays two, Land of Hype and Glory three, Micah Douglas Show four, Paul and Halloween special five, MTV Kiss Unmasking six, Paul and Gene on Oprah seven, Gene and Ace on the Don Lane Show eight, and the Kiss Mad TV Halloween Spooktacular nine. Um, I thought this was kind of funny. Just, I mean, I, you kind of have to be a Kiss fan to get it to understand and know the story behind the story behind the float makes the story to me. Otherwise it's just like, Oh, that's kind of weird. So I think it's kind of funny. I mean, that being said, it's a very quick clip. It's rock and roll all night. It's barely the entire song. Um, So there's not a lot to see. Um, So because of that, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's not extremely memorable. But it sure as shit ain't as bad as the Mad TV Halloween Spooktacular. That's good. That's going to stay dead last for me. That's going to move to number ten. Um, and just because of the, the 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 shortness of this appearance, I'm just going to put this one at nine. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, Tom, uh, mine are Mike Douglas Show number one, Paul Lynn Halloween Special number two, ABC in Concert three, Kiss on Fridays four. MTV Kiss Unmasked in five, Land of Hype and Glory six, Gene and Ace on the Don Lane Show seven, Paul and Gene on Oprah eight, Kiss Mad TV Halloween Spooktacular number nine. Um, this was short. Uh, they didn't play anything live, and it was ridiculous. Plus, you have to watch two or three hours worth of television. You didn't know where Kiss was coming in. So this is going to be number 10 for me. I'd rather have watched the Kiss Mad TV Halloween Spooktacular because I know that show is a lot quicker. And plus, all four of them are there. They're talking. Peter and Ace, the original guys. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's horrible. But I'd rather watch that than sit there in front of the Macy's Day Parade, which I hate that shit. Yeah. And, And not know when Kiss is coming and then see that's what I'm seeing. So I have this at number 10 for me. Okay. Fair enough. I got you. All right. Okay. Cool. So that's where we go with this. Then, Tom, what we always do on Kiss Giving, we name five things that we're thankful for. Yes. You want to start or should I? Yep. I'll start. I'll start with number five and we'll work our way down to our number one. So for me, so my number five things I'm thankful for in Kiss World 
is I am thankful for the Kiss live auctions on Facebook. I find them extremely entertaining. I have bought a few things from them. I enjoy the items being sold. I enjoy the auctions. I really enjoy the comments about the people viewing the auctions going back and forth. Um, Some great people out there. Uh, Just last night on uh, Tuesday, the 23rd, we watched our good buddy, Jeff Trott, who we we, uh, finally met on the cruise. He did a great auction, a lot of vinyl. Um, So for me, being a a vinyl geek and just a, a Kiss merch nerd, um, I enjoy the live auction. So that's my number five. Tom, I, I, I'm not a big kiss merch guy. Yep. I don't have vinyl. Uh, I don't understand it, but I found myself working last night and listening to Jeff's auction Yep. in the background. Uh, we love Jeff. And, uh, anytime you guys, uh, we get a chance if we can, uh, you know, tell you guys about an auction that's going on. It's from one of our friends like Jeff. We want to let you know, Kevin Jepson just did a, a kiss auction recently too, I believe. Yes, I think he did. Yep. Yeah. So those are two guys that we're friends of, and we hope you guys can support them. They're great guys. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Jeff Trot, Good for you, buddy. So number five for me, Tom, is the bootleg series that just came out. Excellent. Good call. So that's number one. Now, is that concert that good? Not really. Um Tokyo. Oh, ugh. you know, Tokyo people of Tokyo, rough Tokyo. We yeah, get it. I know. However, they made it seem like this is a series and we don't know what's in store. So the fact that that gives us hope of other things to come, I am thankful for that because, you know, for a while there, we had nothing coming. We're not doing any albums. There's no money in it. So they had no albums coming out. It's the same end of the road tour. But now lately, we got a lot of things coming down the pipe. Okay. Not new album, new stuff, but a lot of merchants potential. So the off the soundboard, like bootleg series is what I am thankful for. Excellent. That's my number five. Great call. Great call. Uh, number four for me, we have, we have uh, sung the praises of Bruce Kulik in the past. We have thanked him. He's made this list before. Uh, And he's kind of going to make the list again here for my number four, but specifically what I'm thankful for is Bruce's band. And that is after seeing them finally in person on the cruise and Todd Kearns, Brent Fitz, Zach throne, just unbelievable, fucking spectacular. We showed you the videos. We shared them on our social media. We talked about it during our cruise recap. I am thankful that Bruce is keeping the kiss flame going with a band like that. We can't be more thankful for that. Those guys are fantastic. The energy, the, the, the playing, the performing, you saw the videos and I know it doesn't do it justice as, as good as what we saw live. Um, but for that, I am thankful for Todd, Brent and Zach. And of course, Bruce. Great call, Tom. Yeah. There's something I, I, I can't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the words to say it. But they have the kiss spirit when they perform. Yep. The it's energy. Not, it's not phony. It's no. real. like as a kiss army guy, you feel that that's legit up yep. there. That's not some fucking shit band that's now playing at your local bar. Exactly. These guys get it. You feel it. It's almost like the spirit of Gene comes in, Zach and, and Paul and Todd and the way they sing the song. They, they love the music. And Bruce does too. And Brent back there. Oh, 
fucking awesome. Great call, number four for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, number four for me. So I look back on Kiss, and one of the main reasons why I like them, and one of the things that sticks out, is that if you go by the original four, all four members sing. I love that in a band. I love that there's more than one lead singer. Uh, you know, uh, we did the, uh, I think the episode of singers this year. Yep. And everyone gave us shit. And we were like, yeah, uh, I, I took Peter, Gene, then Paul. Dude, Paul Stanley was my number three. Yep. Now, it's not because he's the third best singer on there. He's probably the best singer on there. But I prefer, you know, I like Peter and I love Gene's delivery. Yeah. But that's how good the band is. You know, we laugh about Ace, but there's certain tracks that he can pull it off. It's not horrendous, but it's not a solo singing. But, you know, it's all right. But the fact is that he he went up there. You don't listen to Rocket Ride and be like, oh, the vocals are horrible. Mm -hmm. You don't think there's anything to write home about, but they're not horrible. Um, Shock mean the same thing. So I love bands like that. So, you know, the people talk about the the Beatles like that. To me, number one sticks always like the Eagles, uh, the band. Bands like that that have multiple lead singers, fucking awesome. Yep. And I, I, I love it. We're looking at, I'll give you a quick example. Destroyer comes out, the 45th anniversary. I'm looking at it. I see the demos. I'm like, oh, oh there is one. There's a Peter song. Oh, there's yeah. There's a Peter song. There's a Gene yeah. song. Yep. And then there's a Paul song. I, unfortunately, Ace wasn't singing back then, but like you get the point. Yep. I love that shit. Yep. Imagine if it was just the same old, okay, these are all Pauls. Yep. There are four singers. I am thankful that my favorite band has four different singers. Yeah, great call. Excellent, excellent. Uh, number three for me. Um, it, it's kind of taking a page out of what you said with the off the soundboard bootlegs. I am thrilled and thankful that Kiss appears to be embracing the concept of a mega box set for their fans. We've been raving about some of the things that they've done in the past. Like, Oh, you're celebrating the anniversary of this album by giving us a blue vinyl. You're celebrating the anniversary of this album by giving us a splattered red vinyl. No, where I'm just going to say it briefly. Cause this may be a future episode. I don't know about the, the super deluxe 45th anniversary box set fucking mind blowing. And I love that this is a potential taste of things to come for the future. Doc said it on the Kiss Cruise. I think Gene is might have mentioned it before, too. So that and then kind of compounding that as well. And I mentioned this before, the fact that they're also embracing the world of picture discs with some of their anniversary products um, as we Kiss is a very visual band. So having that elder picture disc, the rock and roll over picture disc, that they're turning the corner towards some really, really cool anniversary style um, you know, memorable items to celebrate their catalog and their fans and everything that they're doing, you know, because they're getting old. Next year, you get the 45th anniversary of, um, I won't tell you where I placed them on my list, but Love Gun and Alive 2 are 45 years old next year. So, oh boy. Oh boy. Um, so that's number three on my list. The uh, the move towards really, really honoring uh, their their past catalog, especially those really super, super special albums like Destroyer. Yeah, it's funny we say the 45th anniversary of Destroyer and the and the Thanksgiving Day Parade. They were celebrating their 40th then. That's now right. We're, we're hoping you know we'll see something big for when they celebrate their 50th. But that's a good one, Tom. And that's kind of similar to my number three. 
I said I was, you know, I was thankful for the Kiss Destroyer box set. Yep. I don't want to get into too much details, like you said, but the fact that they did it and didn't just give you the typical here's this fucking colored and here's a couple shitty fucking t-shirt designs buy yep. it yep. and they went out and did this and the fact is i believe it was doc that said yeah we hope to do more of these yeah so i am very thankful for that so i i'm in agreement with you okay okay number two for me this was kind of a hard one for me to kind of kind of describe it so my number one was automatic and you'll you'll understand why my number one is my number one but no number two is and we kind of bring this up this is our third kiss giving episode and we kind of bring this up each year but it expands and it grows every year and that is the gratitude that i have and obviously i know zeus does too for just the way the family of shouted out loudcast continues to grow and the community that we've built whether it's patreon who our gratitude is endless with them to the people that tag us and things on twitter and facebook to the people that you know initiate conversations and discussions, the people that when they see something kiss related, they'll tag us in it and then it'll initiate a conversation. Just the community that we've built to keep kiss alive. And I like that we're doing it from an angle of love combined with some fun, combined with some humor. And I think that's what Kiss is all about. And I think that's what loving your favorite band should be all about. There are serious bands out there and, and we know them and we, we love some serious bands, but I, I'm just so thrilled and so thankful and grateful for the shout it out loudcast world. And, and that, and that means that I'm thankful for Zeus. Of course, I can't thank him enough. And just all you guys out there that are listening, it, it's just something that's really special to me. It's funny you say that. I texted Tom a little bit earlier today and I said, look at our mail. He's like, what? And I'm like, look, I finished. I put all our emails into folders on Gmail. Yep. Every single one from day one. Well, I had done, I had done probably the ones for this year. So I had to go back and do the older ones. So wh- while you're saying this, I can tell you the first email that we ever got from Dan. Yep. I love it louder. Yep. I saw Angela Capasso's Tony Smith was there from the beginning sending yep. us stuff. Yep. Like all these guys that are legends and every year, it seems like we get a new legend in the yep. loudcasters family. Like this year, we're like Storlino and then the year past we had, you know, Jack uh, Pinocchio and you have Costa who'd seen this and you just, again, I hate doing this because then I'm going to forget everyone's name. So I'm going to stop there. I only mentioned those specifically because I got theme music for them. Yep. So, uh, but you get the point. They're awesome. And they, and they know how we, you know, how to treat each other when some of us have had bad family health or things like that, or losses in our lives, everybody rushes to everybody, you know, supporting them. And uh, when good things are happening, we're all there to fucking high five. I mean, people were like generally happy for us that we went on the cruise. Yep. You know, what most people are fuck them. Why do they get to fucking go? Yeah. I don't want to hear about that shit. I didn't get to go. No loudcasters. Are like I I'm so happy for you guys. Oh, I'm so glad that you guys got to experience this. That's what our community is all about. And they're yep. fucking incredible and we love it. And just like Paul says, if you get on the loudcasters, doesn't matter what floor you get on. It's right. absolutely true. Right. Jump on, yeah. jump in right now. It doesn't matter. You could have been there in the beginning or you could have just come on this year. It makes yep. no difference. Yep. You're part of the family. 
So yep. thank you for that. That's a great one. Number two, uh, number two, uh, Tom. Yep. So number two for me, um, this is a real specific one. Okay. I'm very thankful for something that I never thought I would ever have happened to me. And that is, I got to hear the trifecta of kiss Paul Stanley sex songs, that perfect trifecta of, I just want to take it off and let's put the X in sex. I heard that live. You did. Okay. Although kiss only did one of them. I felt okay. like they did all three of them. Yep. Holy shit. Was that incredible? Those yep. three songs hearing that live for me. Never would I ever think about that. Nope. And it was on the kiss cruise. I got there. Now I heard other stuff that I, I was blown away with. I had a lot of fun with all this stuff, but the fact that I heard those three and I've been mentioning it for years, how those three are specific. Where did anybody ever think I would hear those songs ever I know. in a concert? Even, yep. a, even a cover band, any kiss cover band that might play deep cuts. They're not pulling those three songs out. Boom. I got all three. Mm-hmm. Fucking Excellent. incredible. Yep. Absolutely spectacular. It was great. It was great. All right. My number one, this was an easy one for me because of the year that we had. And it's a general thanks to the event, but it's a specific thanks to Zeus. But number one on my list is the kiss cruise. That's a a secret spoiled mine too, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So so we can just talk about, I mean, just, I still, I, I, I think about it every day. I talk about it at work every day. People at first, people like kiss crew. What the fuck did you go on? <laughs> they're like, what? And then when I, when I explain it to them and they're listening to me, they're like, holy shit, that sounds amazing. I didn't realize things like that existed with like bands and events and interaction and just like, I, I, I talk like the little things like I miss, I, I miss wrapping up every night sitting in a circle, listen to kiss karaoke, like little things like that. Like we would wrap up each night with that would start each day with breakfast. And then would look at the schedule. What are we going to do? And just meeting Sonny and Danny meeting Steve and his, in his crew from Pennsylvania, just enjoying what diehard kiss fans. We are doing that in person and celebrating all that together. It, it was just, it, it was, you know, I, I've been on some amazing trips in my life. My wife and I went to Europe and that's where we got engaged uh, the very first time I took my son to Disney World when he was five years old. You know, there are things, there are trips that you take in memories that that you'll just you'll have for the rest of your life. And that's why you, you talk to some people who like, you know, I, I spend my money on vacations. I spend my money on trips so I can have memories as opposed to buying an item. And after a trip like this, I get that. I get that. It's expensive. You have to save for it. You have to finance it if possible, whatever. But once it's done. It's they. It's, nobody can ever take that away from you, and uh, I, I'm just. Uh, it's just. A, it was a thrill for me to be there. Tom, I'm. I'm with you. You know the funny thing about what you said. You didn't even mention the concerts. Exactly. Yep. So the concerts are the throw-in. They are. I. I think that's what I'm going to take away as well, Tom. The simple things, the people watching with you. When we're in live and we're fucking elbowing each other. Oh my God. You fucking seen this. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> or like, or the fucking with Sonny. Hey, yep. Hey buddy. You like kiss. Yeah. Yeah. I love kiss. Yeah. Yep. Tell us about it. And Sonny rolling his eyes like motherfuckers, like yep. those things. But I guess I have to say 
that ending up at the fucking kiss karaoke in the lounge. Oh yeah. Just us loud enough that you can hear the person butchering a song, but not too loud where you can't just be having a drink and in a circle with comfortable chairs, late night, wrapping it up with your buddies. Yep. Fucking priceless to me. Yeah. Yep. That was priceless. Yep. Um, that was my probably favorite part of it. Other than the concerts, obviously the food options. Yep. The people you could meet and just get along with them. Different people, you, you know, fellow podcasters, fellow listeners, whatever no problem hanging out with our new buddy jeff truck yep absolutely fucking you know just incredible hey let's go grab some ice cream before we go to bed hey let's go fucking here for lunch and then we'll catch this band hey uh are you you guys getting off in belize let's go for a walk over like just the 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 special bond and there's something about male bonding at our age because we don't get to do it often correct like when we talk and we shoot the shit and laugh about kiss stuff and text each other all day, it's different sitting in person with each other yep. and laughing your ass off while you're grabbing lunch or then looking at somebody and say, what the fuck is that shit you're eating? Yeah. Oh, look what I got. Oh shit. Where'd you get that dessert? Like <laughs> stupid shit. There's yep. no wives there. There'd be like, Oh, girlfriends that you're like, Oh, I got a fucking tuck in my shirt. Oh, I can't eat that in front of them. Oh, I better not burp like that. Like it's just us. It yep. was I can't I can't explain it. If you guys have an opportunity to do it, I, I say grab your best friend and do it. But even if you don't, you'll make good friends on this cruise. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yep. Um Steve, you know, our our buddy Steve Wright, who we finally got to meet in person, he says yeah. it he, he says it perfectly when he talks about these cruises. It's the hang. I'm going for the hang. And that's the that's the term that he uses for what we just described in detail. Just being with your buddies and doing all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing kiss. Yeah. You're seeing night ranger. You're seeing Bruce Kulik and Queens and all this stuff. But in between you're just fucking chilling with a bunch of guys, having drinks. I think and it's just great enjoying. that way, Tom, because it yeah. gives you something organized. Like, okay, yes. we're going to do this and we'll just shoot the shit. And then we'll go to this one concert. It's not overwhelming. Like, Oh, so-and-so wants to see this band. Then so-and-so wants to see this band. And then this one's performing in this area. And well, we'll catch up. You like, no. Yep. Like, you know, I get the hang. But I don't want to hang out with you that bad and listen to shitty bands too. I could tell, but see, to me, shitty bands are fun to watch because you can just shit on them. How much fun is that fucking Monsters of Rock crew is going to be for you, buddy? Uh, it depends. You know, I mean, after after two songs from Dangerous Toys or whoever the fuck <laughs> is performing, I don't know. We're talking about. <laughs> I got all their albums. <laughs> it's like. But- Mole really pumps my nads. <laughs> Moyer, I love his work. <laughs> Guys, we got to get over on stage B. Tora Tora is taking the stage. <laughs> dude, dude, Tora Tora is like Led Zeppelin compared to some of those fucking acts on that cruise. So don't I say wouldn't that. be don't, putting them down. Don't say that. The guy's going on more. They hate Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, dude, well, I, I was saying really, Tom, for us, not not. For- not for them, Tora Tora and Zeppelin. Or we can go and see tattooed love boys performing their fucking album straight through called Bleeding Hearts and Needle Marks. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. What are you talking about? See, that's going to be a new t-shirt. We're going to get a new t-shirt that says, what are you talking about? I have the, I have the, their fourth album is my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are you talking about? When they when, when they toured, uh, uh, you know, Argentina back in uh, 94, it was amazing. They released a double live LP. Yeah. <laughs> that bootleg, that tattooed butt boys rocks Honduras. This is my favorite bootleg of 98. It's a jizz-colored swirled vinyl. <laughs> See, we uh, went from being heartfelt and thankful, and now we're reverting back to shut no, up. We love those guys. And yeah, and I'll add in there the hang specifically. You yeah. know, you got Sonny, you have Tony from Restrained, you have Steve yep. and all his buddies that we got to meet. Those guys are great. And then and then the new friends we made. We had fucking Aussie Jeff. Ugh. Hey, the fucking we New, had New York, York rocks. New York rocks there. Yep. Fucking Jeff Trot and yep. Joe Polo and a few others. We just got to hang out with. It was a lot of fun. It was great. It was great. It was fucking like great. Kiss. Do you like do you like the Kiss Cruise? <laughs> do you like the ice cream at the end of the night? <laughs> you like soft serve? <laughs> do you like Jello? Oh, God. All right. Well, Tom, what we do is this. Hi, this is Ed Spangenberg of ClickTShop.com. And for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTShop.com. At ClickTShop, you can find lots of Kiss-inspired T-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. All right. Question of the week. This is a good one. Quick and easy. Ooh. From our buddy Paul Tepelis. Okay. What is your favorite non-makeup kiss video? Ooh. Um. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think of them all non-makeup. I would probably guess uh, to say maybe all hell's breaking loose. Okay. There's a, you know, okay. a, it's just fucking stupid with this Mad Max like world and yeah. shit, but you know, Vinny's out there and then Paul says, ah, take it. And then, oh, see, to, see, to me, this is actually, this was actually easier than I thought because it's so fucking stupid and hilarious and cringeworthy. And the song is great. Is heaven's on fire. Oh, I mean, I, jumping through the hoop of fire that the, when he does a little cake, the little, <laughs> ooh, that, that the legendary. Little, yeah. The little thing. And then the, and the, head, you know, the cameras, the camera zooms and, you know, Eric Carr's doing crazy shit. Mark St. John, it's, Gene is just, be, and I think it's a hilarious video. Oh yeah, and somebody's making out with a chicken like black tights on the. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And then love the, it. my favorite part is all of a sudden someone's got like those feathered masks on, and they take it down, and it's just Mark Saint John's face. Like, oh, poor oh. Mark Saint. He's like, ah. <laughs> and his fucking ball split is just taking up the whole TV. I think that's a great video. I think it's hilarious. But but you're right. a lot of those lick it up era videos like the all hell's breaking loose and those oh, are great. Those I, are great. I, I love it. I just I mean I love the song so I just yep. and and I don't know why Paul's talking to a midget in the beginning <laughs> of the fucking song. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do an episode. Where we break down all the freaking kiss videos. So that's oh, coming. Yeah. That's coming. Oh, yeah. But but that's a great question, Paul. Thank you for contributing to the show. Great question. Thanks, buddy. Tom, where can people find us? 
Okay, our email is the best place to start with, and that is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your concerns, your comments, your stories, anything. Uh, we try to read them all during the show. Um, if we can't get to all of them, believe me, we do read all of them. Uh, and then we got uh, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, very interactive on there. Tag us in that. You can send us DMs on all those. Uh, we're very interactive on all that. And on Facebook, we have our Loudcasters group. You can jump in there too. Shout it out, Loudcasters Facebook group. Check that out. Uh, and of course, as we said uh, at the beginning of the show, and we've said it a couple times throughout the show, our wonderful Patreon family. Can't thank you guys enough for everything that you have done. And remember, stay tuned for some uh, more detailed information about your involvement in the album review crew coming soon. So thank you for that. And, uh, and we're part of the great Pantheon podcast network of, uh, of great rock and roll podcasts, amazing uh, shows to be found there. And you can check them out at Pantheon podcasts. Uh, and of course our uh, click T shop sponsoring our question of the week. You want a great shout out loudcast t-shirt head over there and check them out. Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We always accept them and they'll always be read by us. Uh, you can uh, please follow and subscribe to our YouTube YouTube. channel. Uh, That is growing. So even if you don't like follow YouTube, don't want to listen to our episode on YouTube, you'd rather do the podcast thing and vice versa. uh, Please subscribe to our YouTube channel gets our stuff out more to the masses. So if anybody has uh, follows us, likes us on our Facebook, our Instagram, everything else, please do us a favor. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Takes two seconds. Look for Shout Out Loudcast and subscribe. We really appreciate that. And then finally, if you could give us one of those five star Star. child reviews on Apple iTunes, that's greatly appreciated. Uh, That uh, as well as the YouTube uh, subscription moves us up. Gets us out in front of more people and helps the podcast out tremendously. And uh, we've been getting a lot of those five star child reviews lately. And I think we got one, but this time from Facebook, which you can also give us a five star child review. What do you got, Tom? That's correct. Facebook allows you to recommend things. So it's Facebook's version of like an Apple podcast review. And uh, we got a great one here from our buddy listener, Raymond Gallus who says, if you wanted the best, you found it with Shout It Out Loudcast. Great, yet subjective reviews and historical exploration of the hottest band in the world. The beauty of the podcast is not just chemistry between the brotherly jocular hosts, but the audience participation as the podcast supporters add as much creativity and off-color commentary as the hosts. I look forward to this every Saturday morning. Raymond, that is amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. And for those thoughts, we, we appreciate that more than you know. Thank you. And thank you for being a big fan of the show. Tom, we always end on famous last words. You got any? Oh, of course. And every day that you hesitate, you're never changing the hands of fate. You can fight. But tonight, there's nothing you can do. I want you. You say you want to go for a spin. The party's just begun. We'll let you in. (laughs) Love it. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. 
Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, when you hear this and everybody is safe. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, We hope you guys had a wonderful holiday for all those that celebrate Thanksgiving, and we are thankful for you. So uh, be safe, enjoy, and uh, we will see you soon. So thank you again. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.